0: Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Gridiron Guys featuring Taylor and Dom at our sports desk here at Life, the number one sports reporting paper for CMU football in Mount Pleasant.
1: Hello and welcome. My name is Taylor DeSormo. I'm the sports editor at Central Michigan Life here with Dominic Masterangelo, talking about tonight's big game between the Central Michigan Chippewas and Kent State Golden Flashes. So it's a big one tonight at eight PM. I believe it's on ESPNU. U. Uh, we'll be covering it from the office up here. It'll be a good one. Um, but what are, you, what are your thoughts on the game, Dom? You've done a lot of research on Kent State. What, are, what is the likelihood? Of well,
0: tonight? it's the likelihood is that CMU should really cruise to victory. In fact, I'm calling for uh, CMU to really handle them much like they did Buffalo um, the last time, or I'm sorry, the second to last time they played. Uh, I guess that would be the first time they played a Mackey's team. (laughs) Yes. Um, They really just came out from beginning to end and walloped. And I know that game was at home, and they really were dying for a win at that point. But CMU is dying for a win again after the way last week's game went. So um, I think CMU should roll.
1: Okay. So Kent states uh, the 10.5-point underdogs. Um, you've looked into their team a little bit. Who's who's dangerous? I mean, they're 3-7, and seven, so yeah. I mean, there's not too many dangerous players on their team, but who, who could maybe trip up the Chippewas a little bit?
0: Well, I mean, CME, I should say Kent State has virtually no offense whatsoever. I mean, they can't pick up first down, they can't convert on third. It's just really been a tough year uh, for them on offense. On defense, though, they're a little bit better. Um, their best player is a senior safety, Nate Holly, um, who's got, I think, more than 100 tackles this year and a couple of pass breakups, so... Um, he's going to be a guy to watch, but I got to believe that you know he can only be one place at one time. So Cooper Rush has plenty of options and should really exploit uh, Kent State's uh, defense over the top.
1: I think it's really telling when you see, looking at um, Kent State, their best player statistically is their punter. Right. So um, I, I forget his full name, but he has the most punts in college football and the most punt yardage. So that just kind of tells you where their offense is at. Um, his average is like 41, so it's really not, not anything special. But he just had so many chances to punt because of their offense. Um, so you you go into this game, Dom. I was reading the story you have up on CMLife.com, previewing tonight's game. Mm-hmm. You got three questions, Dom. Tell me what those three questions are.
0: Oh boy, if I can remember correctly. Um, oh, here they are right here. <laughs> Good call, Taylor. Um, the first thing that we just talked about is CMU going to bounce back after that really tough loss to Toledo last week. I mean, it was the toughest of the year for them. Um, they, they, they spent the last week really just sort of um, putting that loss behind us, mm-hmm. or behind them, I should say, because, well, that's what they said. And, you know, and the thing is, I think that's the first step in the healing process, you know, is putting it behind you and realizing that, you know, if you do what you should be able to do, I mean, they were really close in that game. Um, Still and, in the last
1: 15 seconds. Right,
0: right. And, and that's the thing that um, – that I think will, will be a true indication of kind of where Kent State is at is the fact that CMU will probably blow them out. Um, the second question I, I posed was, can, really, can Kent pick up a first down? That's the only way they're going to be able to uh, keep up in this game. Again, I'm calling for CMU to score a lot of points, and if Kent can't do anything on offense, there's no way they're going to obviously come back. Um, and, and this is related a little bit to the first point. My last question is, will Bonamigo specifically um, motivate his players well enough to perform the way they need to tonight? I mean, you know, it's 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 a tough thing, and you know, I think one of the old cliches is you know the real coaching starts late in the year when you start losing. You know, how do you keep guys uh, coming back to the office and, and doing what you know you know that they can do? I mean, the CMU is again. Let's not forget they were in uh, they were in the running up until last week for um for a MAC title.
1: They could still tie too. And they
0: could still technically tie if some crazy things happen. Yeah, they um, wouldn't win
1: the tiebreakers.
0: But. but but to get them to finish out the year strong against two teams that they should beat, uh, claim a bowl bid, and then uh, start finish the year, uh, strong is going to be, um, that's going to be a real, a really, I think, a, an indicative reflection, um, on Bonamigo's abilities.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, Kent State's obviously a tougher team, Eastern Michigan, they played on Black Friday 1 and 1-10 and yep. it's a home game for, so, um, at the Central Michigan, I mean, you can't expect anything in college football, but if there's any game you can expect to win, that that'd be the one, um. Kent State maybe a little bit tougher. I mean, it's midweek; it's on the road. Yeah,
0: of, of the two that are left, Kent State is definitely the one that'll be tougher. Yeah. Um, just again, based on when it's being played during the week, and mm-hmm. um, we actually it looks like we had a question here on our periscope. Uh, yeah, asked, does CMU make a bowl with six wins? I think so. I really yeah. do, based on the non-conference schedule, um, and and basically how many bowl games there are now. I mean, yeah, the
1: there's, Mac, there's six. Right. Um, Automatic bids right now for right. the Mac because of the San Diego Bull. Right. Army would have gone to that Bull, but since they are not Bull eligible, it's that opens up another spot for the Mac. Yep. But there's a lot of Mac teams that are predicted that will finish with at least six wins. Yeah, there
0: are a lot of Bull eligible teams in the Mac, and CMU is definitely uh, in the upper echelon of those. So I think, yes, um, even if they don't beat Kent uh, tonight, mm-hmm. um, beating Eastridge should get the job done in terms of a Bull bid.
1: It, so if you're a Bull uh, selection committee, yep. um, what's which MAC teams are you taking first? Like, where did the CMU you come in the pecking order of MAC teams you're taking?
0: Uh, I mean, it, it's tough. I, I really still do, even despite last um, last week's, or I'm sorry, yesterday, right? It's Tuesday. Yeah, seven, last, night game. last night's um, game. Bowling Green is, is the best team in the MAC. I really do. Um, Toledo has got to be a close second, and then you start to get into that, you know, gray area of you know how good is Western versus NIU. I, it wouldn't surprise me to see a bowl selection committee go after Western, but CMU might just again because of how well their quarterback plays. Yep. Um, their defense again was ranked among the top in the conference again this year mm-hmm. um, and, for, and played well in big games. You know, home, homecoming against NIU, who was supposed to be a powerhouse and still has a chance to win the MAC here yeah. in the MAC West. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to believe that CMU maybe jumps NIU um, having beaten them really? and, uh, and, and maybe possibly even, even gives Toledo a little bit of an issue. Um, but, but I do think that Western's got a lot of dynamic weapons on offense, and both selection committees like that.
1: So you're picking them over every other Mac East team, though, besides Bowling Green, right? I would because, say so, Because yeah. Akron might be bowl-eligible, Buffalo. Right. There's a couple – Ohio's is already eligible. There's a couple of Mac East teams yep. that are kind of slipping in there. But I, I feel like you almost have to give CMU the edge, even at 6-6. Six and six. Right.
0: And, and, you know, I mean, Ohio obviously has played improved football. Um, they got a chance to really ruin NIU's season um, in the last week of the year because yep. um, NIU is really trying to get in through the back door, so to
1: speak. Well, that really depends what happens tonight. Western, Michigan, and Northern yep. Illinois, pretty much whoever wins has got a lot straighter shot. to well, especially get Especially for, for Western time, yeah. because
0: if Western wins tonight, then it will be uh, Western versus Toledo next year Winter in the biggest game of the yep. year. For both teams, and really for the MAC, uh, the, winner will change, the, the winner will challenge Bowling Green uh, in the MAC title game at Ford Field in Detroit.
1: Yeah, it's almost like a MAC West championship game. That is, yep. if Western wins tonight, yep. um, because Western and Toledo play next week. Mm-hmm. That'll be a good game on ESPN two tonight. I, I, is there anyone? I mean, Western six and four, five and one in the MAC. Northern Illinois seven and three, yep. five and one. Their only loss in the MAC is to Central Michigan. Right. Um, Western obviously beat Central. Um, Which team do you think has the edge tonight? Uh, The Huskies are at home. They're favored by two and a half, but I mean... I don't know if I really favor one team over the other. I, I
0: do think that Western's a better team, um, but because NIU has playing a home game, and they haven't lost since what we were just looking at it week Since before they played us. Yeah, or since our, our since, game. Since our game. Yeah. They haven't lost since they lost us, and that seems like forever ago. So NIU's playing really well, and it's a home game. It's a huge game. They know that they can really make things crazy if they if they upset Western. So, And, and it would be, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the Vegas line. Mm-hmm. Um, two and a half. Yeah, some people are saying NIU by six. You know, I, I could see that. I really yeah. could.
1: Okay, that'd be. I think that'll definitely be the game of the week in the MAC. Well, unless you call last night's game the game of the week. Toledo tops Bowling Green
0: yeah. on the road. It's super unexpected. To it wasn't Couldn't, even close. I know that, that that was honestly the biggest surprise of the MAC season to me. I mean, when Western got handled by Bowling Green, you know, at home, it was mm-hmm. a little unfortunate for the MAC West, but it definitely it made sense just based on the way the Bowling Green has played this year. Um, I did not see that coming last night, though. I mean, Toledo. After losing to uh, after losing to NIU at home, they went on a tear. I mean, yeah. took care of us, and then um, and then uh, obviously took care of Bowling Green last night too.
1: You talked about how CMU is going to respond. Well, Toledo definitely responded well. They were in the college football top twenty-five. Then they lose to Northern Illinois, and it's yeah. like okay, they could their season could implode, or they could take this as motivation. There's, they there's, still have a chance to go to a New Year's Six bowl.
0: There, there's I think something to be said for uh, responding well after a win versus. I'm sorry, I'm sorry responding well after a loss when you're still in MAC title contention as opposed to responding in a game that, as a game you should win, again, like like we just described for CMU, as a game you should win and ultimately isn't going to lead up to the ultimate goal, which, yes, okay, you can debate what's the ultimate goal in yeah. a college football season, but, frankly, the, the, the goal in every sport, in, in every college across America, um, or at least in mid-majors, is, is yeah. to win your conference championship because that's the way you're going to get that national recognition, and in college football, that's the way you get to a major bowl.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I think... Um, we talk about Kent State. We talk about all these things. Um, Toledo, definitely, they responded very well. And I think we had a graphic in Monday's paper, actually, oh. talking about how CMU has done after losses this year. Yeah. They're 3-1, and one, and you think the first loss after um, losing to Oklahoma State, they come out and, and beat Monmouth pretty good. Now, that wasn't really a surprise. Right. Monmouth isn't that good of a team. Right. Um, they lose to Syracuse in overtime. The next mm-hmm. week they come out to Michigan State. They hang tough with them. It's a 7 point game with 9 minutes to go. They end up losing by 20. Right. That's their one loss though. They were 3 and 1. So they lose to Western Michigan and then they just come home and destroy Buffalo. Mm-hmm. It was it was bad. It, I think it was a 37 point game. Yeah. And then um after that, now they've well, there's another one in there too, right? Oh, after uh, Michigan State, after they beat Northern Illinois. Yeah, that, so, was, that was the big one. And they beat them by 10, and that, that was a That big was the win. moment
0: for me where I kind of sat there and went, oh, my gosh, is this something crazy going to happen here? You know, yeah. I mean, NIU was obviously the team that, before the season, you know, a lot of people looked at it and said, you know, don't sleep on the Huskies, they're there every year. And, frankly, I see why. I mean, I, I had doubts right after that. Uh, frankly, after that, NIU, just the way that NIU just threw that game away against us, and I realized it was a tough stretch. They had played Ohio State and Boston College and some other it's schools. Rainy. But, um the way that they lost that game, I really thought Rod Carey was on the hot seat because expectations are high there. Um, but they should be because, again, once again, NIU has really just proven that they can find a way to make things interesting in November.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think um, it will be interesting to see if they can respond again with a yep. big win. Um, looking a little bit more at the statistics, um, again we're talking about Central Michigan's game tonight against Kent State right. and what that means for the MAC. Um, so basically, you look at Kent State, and it's not real pretty. They're last in scoring offense, last in first down on offense, last in passing offense, last in total offense, last in third down conversions. They're terrible. They're, they're
0: yeah. like literally like the worst team in the MAC. I mean, well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, I mean, there is Eastern still floating around, but I, I would say the last. And this is this sounds insulting, and and here we go. I mean, just look. I don't necessarily consider Eastern Michigan a program that really deserves to be Division One status. I mean, I know they got some people that support that program and whatnot, but the attendance is atrocious. Um, the fans are largely apathetic. Um, support from the university, I'm not always sure is there, and they're going through coaches like crazy. I know, you know. Coach Creighton uh, shows some signs of improvement, but, but man, just in terms of recruiting and, and some yeah. other stuff. But right now, they're one in ten. I mean,
1: beat Wyoming on the road. That was it. That was it. Yeah, that was the, a big that win. was their sing- That was their only win. You yeah. know,
0: so I don't know. I, I just it's it's tough for me to put Eastern Michigan in the same class as Kent State, which you know has some foundation of doing something. You know, competing yeah. with Akron and some of those other MAC East schools, but. Yeah. Um, and they're two and four in the it's not I would say terrible. Kent State. What I'm, the point I'm trying to make is that Kent State is definitely the crappiest legitimate MAC school.
1: Crappiest legitimate MAC school. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I look at those all those stats that we mentioned that they're terrible at. It's yep. offense. Defensively, they're not terrible. A lot of people compare them to Akron actually, and Akron really shut down the Chippewa's with a 14 to six game. Yep. But they're they're third in the conference in first down uh, defense. Mm-hmm. They're third in passing yards allowed. Second in total defense. I mean, are, are, you think they will slow the Chippewa offense? It's possible, you know, and
0: this is why. Again, I keep comparing this to the Buffalo game because I think it'll be important for CMU to start quickly on offense, like they did against Buffalo. I'm not saying necessarily run the. I'm not saying necessarily run the hurry-up offense. I'm not saying that you got to come out guns blazing immediately. Um, but you can't have these drives just go nowhere because that sets the tone. And then, you know, somebody misses an assignment on defense and the next thing you know, Kent State ends up with a big play. I mean, they're capable of scoring points. They've done that this yeah. year. Um, but, you know, these these midweek games always tend to be kind of odd, and they tend to be either really competitive or a complete blowout, and we've seen both this year.
1: Yeah, definitely, for sure. I think, I think Kent State will be able to slow the Chippewas. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, you've got to th- hope that they come out strong because they did not do that, the Chippewas against Toledo. Yeah. twenty-one to nothing, and they just were trying to unbury themselves the whole game, right. and they almost did, but just a twenty-one nothing deficit, is something you really can't overcome. And it's, you look at the first quarter, and they're they're trying to run the ball, and it's failing, and they're punting. Um, I guess here comes the uh, weekly talk about what's going on with the running game. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know. I mean. If I'm sure, if there was a solution, Bonamigo and his staff would have found one already. But yeah. there really isn't one. There
0: isn't, and they're using the short intermediate passing game basically as a run game this yeah. year. And you know what? It's gotten the job done to, for, for the for uh, the for the most part. Um, but even that, as the game goes on, you know, a team is going to be able to take that away from you. And frankly, if um, if Bonamigo and, and his staff um, want to win these last two games, I think they stick with what they're doing. I'm not mm-hmm. saying abandon the run game. I don't think they've really truly done that at any point yeah. this year. Um, Maybe in the fourth quarter, but games. you cut your losses, and, and you have to understand that you know what we're, we're good at what we're good at, and we're at the point in the season now where we just need to win these last two games, put ourselves in a good position position to compete with whoever we get matched up against in a bowl game.
1: Yeah, I definitely think Cooper Rush he's accurate enough that you can use that short passing game yeah. as like a, a basically a running game. <laughs> I, and I look at I'm no coach I, I <coughs> haven't even really played organized football ever, <laughs> so who who am I? But I think I look at last week's game and I say. Where's Jare Hayes?
0: Yeah, I know. You've been saying that for a long time. Where,
1: he played in the third quarter. He came out. He had a couple good runs. Yeah, I think he had like three or four carries, 20-some yards. Like, It wasn't bad. It was respectable. I mean, no, no offense to Martez Walker, but he just a lot of times can't get the job done. Maybe right. it's the blocking. Maybe it's him. I'm not sure. But, I mean, Cooper Rush has been the leading rusher in three, of their three games. times yeah. this year. That, I mean, and ja Ray Hayes. I, mean, I know he's got the finger injury, and he you know, and, and you think that maybe
0: if the if the run game, you know, was a little bit more legitimate, would they have some, Would they be closer in some of those games that they lost against Western? And I mean, yeah. I mean, as uh, someone from the athletic department pointed out after the Toledo loss, I mean, C.M.U. is you know less than ten points away from you know combined yeah. from winning uh, that Toledo and Western Michigan game, and if that happens, they're undefeated in the MAC and. I mean, they're, they're going to, to Detroit
1: probably. Yeah, and it seems like all these games they get down early because they're trying to be balanced. The sooner that the CMU really abandons trying to run the ball half the time, yep. the, the quicker they start catching up to teams. Right. And maybe it's interesting to see when they're in the fourth quarter too mm-hmm. and they're leading by a lot Then they try and start running and all of a sudden the offense just dies yep. because the running game just isn't there. So it's just really an interesting predicament. I guess it's good when you are trying to come back. I mean, we saw it against Syracuse. Yep. We saw it even against Toledo. They they really put an effort in Western. Yep. All those games, they you never really felt like Simi was out of it because they have a good passer and you know, a good passing game. But when it comes to the running game, you it you do know what's going to happen. I I just really want to see Jaray Hayes out there and see what he can do because you'll I, get your wish tonight. I, that's what I'm hoping. So. 8 p.m. tonight, ESPNU. We'll be watching. We'll be tweeting. Hopefully, you will be able to, um, we'll be doing some a little bit of Periscope stuff. Um, we got some Facebook stories. Uh, we'll be talking about if, if CMU wins, it'll be their fourth year in a row being bowl eligible in eight time in ten years, which is actually pretty good for a program which people associate with mediocrity.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, again, in the in these days in college football, it doesn't take much to get to a bowl game. I mean, six wins, especially if you get a couple of cupcakes in your schedule, you're halfway there. So, yeah. it's... um. It's definitely been a successful year for the Chippewas, um, but it would be a huge letdown to uh, to not win both of these games. Truly, definitely. I mean, you, again, you, like you said, you got to chalk up the Eastern as, the game as a win, but get this one too because uh, that that moves you to probably seven and five. Yeah,
1: three. six and six. You know, you probably get a bowl game. Maybe yep. it's happened before in the past where CMU's been six and six and not it not hasn't yet. gotten it. And but at seven and five, you pretty much are, you are definitely going, have, especially it. with the schedule CMU's had: yep. Michigan State yep. and Oklahoma State, two teams that could even be in the t- the Final Four, right? So it, it's it, the
0: scheduling isn't a problem. The way they've played isn't isn't a problem. Their interest isn't a problem. They got a first year head coach who's really, frankly, exceeded expectations. Yeah. Um. So so again, beat Kent and you know take care take care of the rest.
1: Speaking of the college football four, you, I'm assuming you're watching that closely, right? Of course. You rooting on Michigan State and Oklahoma State because they played. CMU? I don't know if
0: I'm necessarily rooting for anybody, but I, but I do know that um, it looks good for CMU when okay. when those teams do well. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State has been so impressive. I mean, yeah, CMU hung around with them. They were in the lead in the
1: third quarter. They
0: were. They, I mean, they had, a, uh, they, they had a heck of a game against them, but Oklahoma State was pretty rusty. Not much was pretty obvious to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of where Oklahoma State really ends uh, their season and um, and how that reflects on the trip Was
1: Just imagine if the Cowboys would have came to Kelly Shorts as the four seed or, or like number four in the country. That oh, would have been bad. And then CMU does yeah. what they did to them and holds in their has a lead in the third quarter. It would have been yeah. – Mount Pleasant would have just been – on fire, going crazy. I know. So we can
0: one can only hope.
1: Yep. So I think they, I think they do play them again next year. They definitely have a good yep. game against Oklahoma State in the near future. Yep. Um, it's really interesting to follow this whole college football uh, playoff deal. Um, Toledo obviously can't get in it now, but they can get into your six bowl. Yep. Um, lots of bowl stuff going on. Lots of action going on. Uh, just lots of football going on. All the other sports have really come to a close for the fall, but football is really still in full swing, yep. so you got to sit back and enjoy it while you can. Two more regular season games, and get have got to hope for a bowl game, too, for the Chippewas. So that's about all for us. Um, actually, quick prediction, Dom. I think you kind of mentioned earlier in the show, Yeah, I did. In,
0: in the paper, I'm pretty sure I did something was last week, 51 to. Ten or something? I
1: think you said
0: three. No, maybe I didn't even I didn't even give him a touchdown. Huh? It was not too bad. Poor well, Paul Haynes. For Paul Haynes. You know, yeah. I mean, Kent is uh, Kent's real bad, and uh, and I just see CMU really kind of taking out some anger on those
1: guys. Okay, I, I had all five of actually all five of our uh, writers pick CMU to win by a mm-hmm. good margin. I think I had the, the closest margin of victory. I think it was something like thirty four to twenty or something. I think it it won't be a complete blowout. I mean, looking at Kent's defense, one of the best in the MAC, and yeah. honestly. Um, maybe that's just because their offense is so bad. I don't know, but, um, I, I'm pre- predicting a should win tonight also. I think it'll be a good one, and there should be some celebration if they, if they can pull us off and, and go to a bowl game, so.
0: Absolutely, I think it'll, uh, I think it'll happen.
1: Yeah, it'll be a good night. Uh, so make sure you just follow us tonight on all the social medias, um, uh, media, and, uh, yeah, we'll be watching, we hope you are too. That's all for Gridiron Guys, the Central Michigan Life Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor Desormo. this is Dominic Masterangelo, and enjoy the game tonight.